Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, where each week we discuss new ideas and tactics to help you succeed in business, relationships, and life. And now your host, Tim Stoddard. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddard. Welcome to the Tim Stodds Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. We got a great episode today. Today, my guest is Darius Faru. I have been a follower of Darius for years. He's one of the most insightful and one of the most useful writers that I have, have ever come across. His content is always really straightforward and, and really straight to the point, but he writes about things that are, that are specific to problems that we all encounter. I, I would say it's like the opposite of the fluff bloggers out there. He, he takes problems that we all have, whether, if, whether it's us doubting ourselves or, or trying to develop some kind of skill, and he writes about really specific solutions, and he writes in such an easy-to-understand way. I've been a fan of his for years. Uh, he's a very, very insightful person, and he's, he's built an amazing following over the last couple of years, and so it was a real pr- privilege to get to speak to him. Before we jump into this interview, I have one quick announcement. We have changed the format of the Copy Blogger podcast. I am so proud of it. Daryl and I have spent a ton of time brainstorming ways that we can create more of an interactive show for people that are interested in content marketing, interested in online entrepreneurship. And I, I just think the the experience for this new podcast format is is something that's that's never really been done before. There's nothing out there that's quite like it. We've had a ton of amazing reviews so far with people replying to the emails that we send out saying that they really, really love the podcast. So if you're a podcast fan, which I think you are because you're listening to this, uh, be sure to check out the Copy Blogger podcast. It's, it's really cool. I'm very proud of it. And I know you guys are going to like it. All right. So we're getting right into it. I hope that you love this episode. I hope that you check out Darius afterwards. He's, he's so insightful. He's always got great stuff to say. And please help me welcome Darius Faru. All right, Darius, thank you so much for joining me on my show. I've been a follower of your work for years. It's really great to speak to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Great. Um, there's a lot I want to talk about in terms of the brand that you've built, in terms of you creating content through the written form, which I'm always an admirer of good writers. Uh, I wanted to start this conversation and open up with just a concept that you talked about that I found fascinating. And that's actually the catalyst on how you and I uh, started talking through email. This article that you wrote about mental toughness and the idea of indifference and that mental toughness is the ability to under, to be indifferent about things that are worth being indifferent about. I can't remember if that's the exact quote you used. Yeah. Um, indifferent to indifferent things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I loved it for real. Like I, I read it to my wife. I thought it was so insightful. Um, just tell me about how you apply some of that thinking to your life and, and what it means to you. Yeah, so that idea comes from uh, Stoicism, and it's one of the uh, primary principles of the philosophy. And, um, you know, the basic idea is that uh, Marcus Aurelius, uh, when he was um, practicing the philosophy, he always wrote to himself in his journal, right? So the 
that's what the meditations is and it's uh, right now it's obviously one of the most famous uh, self-help books uh, it's it's been very popular in recent years um, but uh, if you read it closely you'll find all kinds of exercises in inside of the the book and one of those exercises is this one right so the the whole idea is that you want to practice indifference to indifferent things and by practicing that every single day you can become um, more mentally tough and and you know the thing about mental toughness is uh, a lot of people have different ways to describe it uh, the way that i look at mental toughness is as because it comes from professional sports and to me it's the ability to perform under stress and the reason that I wrote the article is that right now, uh, a lot of us have also uh, more stress in our lives compared to even a year ago. Uh, 2020, there are a lot of st things going on. And uh, right now, I think we can all use a little bit more mental toughness. So that's why I shared the exercise. And um, so the link between mental toughness and this exercise is in, in, the, in the practicing of staying calm. And that's the, the main idea behind this. And that's why I shared this is because if you start practicing every single day and certain things happen in your life, let's say your favorite cup falls and breaks. And you're like, oh yeah, I just wanted to have coffee in my favorite cup. And this is the cup, if I drink in it, you know, like I, I, I do my best work. And it falls and break, breaks, and you're like totally off the whole day. Sure. That's a waste of your precious time. So uh, you just want to practice on a very small thing. The cup breaks, and you think to yourself, is this worth uh, getting frustrated about? Uh, the answer is obviously no, because you know if, you have, if you're driven by your values and goals and you know what's important to you in life, you can easily uh, draw the line and say, this is something that I can, I can be indifferent to. And that's how I build things up. Right? And then uh, after a while, you can get really, uh, you can become very indifferent to also bigger things that take away your focus. So one of the examples that I gave in, my, um, in the article was that, you know, sometimes you get hate mail. And I know that a lot of, other bloggers and writers and content creators write about how it uh, can affect their day and their mindset. Uh, so this is a very big thing, right? If I get hate mail, I need to be indifferent to it. So that's why I think this is such an important concept. And uh, you can apply this to everything, you know, at work, maybe something somebody says to you, uh, somebody says something you don't like, uh, you can get pissed off about it, right? Or you can get frustrated about it. They can really uh, change your mood for hours. Mm. So, you know, it, it, it's one of those things to be is really high on my list and a thing that I'm often working on. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with this for a little bit because this concept is, it, it's a little bit bigger um, than just the specific examples that you gave. And it ties into a lot of the other underlying principles that you write about, like, uh, I've always related to you, uh, and we're going to get this, especially with, with Think Straight and some of the other stuff that you've created, but just the idea of focus 
the idea of the distractions that come into our lives um, and, and how to start coping with them. So, so like I, I almost have to kind of open this idea up as a general discussion because it's so deep in our culture. When we were like our brains aren't evolved to live in this kind of world, right? Like, and so mm-hmm. that's why yeah. when you get all these little stressors, like that little red dot on your phone or mm-hmm. that email or out of the 15, let, let's just go extreme, out of the 1,500 positive comments you got out of something that you created and it's the mm-hmm. one that's a negative comment that sticks in your mind and, and takes you off of your focus, you know? Uh, yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking just for additional perspective on the idea of our minds and our stress levels being so ramped up because of all the stimulus that we're getting in today's culture. And I know that you practice stoicism. I'm not like an active follower of that, but mm-hmm. the, the times I read about it, I know that uh, the idea is, is very much in line with what we're talking about. So, so the question is, for people reading to this that feel constantly overwhelmed and bombarded by all of these stressors in our lives that like are not natural to being a person, how do you, like, how do you cope? What are some daily tips and some daily practices? Yeah, so in my work, and you, know, you, you probably know this, but for people listening uh, who are not familiar with my work, I always focus on the, the, the few essential things. Mm. Uh, the big ideas that can make a very big difference in your life. And, um, you know, this early this year, I wrote an article uh, about one habit that can change your life. And in the article, I mentioned that uh, previously that I've been doing this as well. Like I shared, all right, these are, here are a few tips or here, here are a few habits that you can apply to your life to, uh, you know, get that, what you mentioned, like low stress or, you know, whatever, like improve your focus. And those things are great. But what I've learned through, you know, reading and observing my comments and emails that I've received from readers over the last five years, I've learned that the, the most important thing to have is awareness. Mm. And if you don't have any awareness, then, um, you know, like, hear the hear the dogs yeah you, let me just close the uh oh i couldn't hear it if that's what you're saying i couldn't hear it at all okay yeah no, i thought you were laughing at my dog because before we started oh. recording i was like is my dog barking <laughs> no, that's a, it. it's pretty uh, dogs are, some dogs are going crazy outside of here <laughs> nah. um yeah but so so i i i talked about having one habit um in your life oh actually do, do you want to do you want me to back up the, yeah i mean so I, you can edit? I, I do i i like yeah. to provide specific insights to people listening i like to yeah. really get into like the details that they can apply like exercises that they can apply yeah so the thing that uh, is what's really important uh, i found is to understand that you have the power to make a change in your life and also that you have the power to decide what kind of thoughts you will follow up on uh, or not. And what I mean by that is that, you know, often I can basically share some tips and strategies and ideas, 
But if you don't have the awareness and the understanding and the belief that you can really change your life uh, and change your thoughts and, you know, change anything that you want, then none of the stuff will help. So my first thing is always, you know, do you really believe that you can make a change? And if you don't, that's the first thing that I would work on. You know, uh, uh, if, if I was starting out, um, I wouldn't be, be concerned with trying to, you know, uh, hack my way into happiness or focus or more productivity. I would just work on my mindset and try to adopt a, a positive mindset or growth mindset or, you know, whatever people like to call it understanding that you can definitely make a change in your life. And that's, that's you know, there are unfortunately no hacks or no magic mm. uh, solutions for this. It, it just has to come from the inside. You have to make a decision uh, within yourself and say, you know, I'm, I'm going to make a change. And that really needs to come from within, you know. So that, that's why that's, that's the first place that I would start. Yeah, and... I love how you talked about hacks. I, I try not to get on my high horse too often, but every time I see some of that stuff online, like easy life hacks to just improve your life right away, I always feel like, I guess I'm irritated about it, but it's not me personally. I just feel like it's such misleading advice because anything I've ever done in my life that's worthwhile didn't come from some hack. You know, it came from first, like you talked about, having self-awareness to look at where I'm coming short and then just being honest about it. And that sucks, you know, like it sucks to just look at yourself real honestly and, and see what you're not doing good. Maybe even what like you're doing poorly. And then on top of that, applying actions without shortcuts, you know, and I, I always just appreciate that in, in yeah. your message in your writing that you never give any shortcuts. It's like, this is what it takes. This is what you have to do. Yeah, that's, that's true. I think <laughs> sometimes I think uh, you would probably even reach more people if you would uh, just like the people mm. because a lot of people like being lied at. Right. Uh, and um, if I look at myself as well in the past, I would prefer to hear or listen to some, somebody was like, yeah, it's a blueprint to making a million bucks. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm curious about that. But then I just through life and just working and business and connecting with um, people who are ahead of you. Like this is one thing that I just a very practical thing that everybody can do is look at somebody who is ahead of you a few years and in a, in a direction that you want to move. In, right? So if you want to be an investor, look at another investor, um, you know, who's doing something that you want to do. Right. And try to get close to those people. And you don't necessarily have to ask them to become the, that they become your mentor or anything, but you can just have, get closer to so people like that. You know, I remember, uh, years ago, um, my landlord uh, was a guy who was, you know, pretty successful in, uh, in investing. And he owned uh, like two dozen properties. And I was like, yeah, I, I like that. You know, I like the idea. I want to get in, in, into real estate investing as well. So I, uh, I just one day emailed him. I was like, hey, do you want to just catch up and talk? And 
I just want to, you know, learn a couple things from you. And he's obviously older um, and he has not much to prove and, you know, he's mm -hmm. retired and he has time for that, right? So I, I wouldn't go to somebody who's in their prime, uh, who's working and building all kinds of things, um, asking about them. But, you know, that, that's a very practical thing that you can do. Just get close to people who, uh, who are doing something that you want to do. And that way you can just learn and uh, see what, what, how they think, you know, uh, what kind of th books they read or to, with other kind of other people they connect and who, who their friends are. You know, that, that's a great way to um, just to improve yourself as well. And, um, you know, what, what, were we, what were we talking about before I got on this tangent? Uh, it's, it's, all right. <laughs> it's all right on track. Like we, we were just talking yeah. about awareness and focus and not taking shortcuts and how. Yeah, oh, yeah, shortcuts. Yeah. yeah. So um, and that's what I learned, right, through just connecting with these type of people who've done it and who um, like build a real career. And like on the Internet, there are a lot of people who come and go, right, uh, yeah. especially in online business or in blogging or whatever and you know you see a few you see people and they just post a couple things for a year and then they're gone uh, or they're trying to make a few bucks with affiliate marketing or multi-level marketing whatever uh, but that kind of stuff is not a career you know like the, the people that i mentioned i always advise people and this is what i've done to seek out people who built a real career over decades and then if you talk to these type of people you get a totally different understanding of, you know, what it takes yeah. to be successful, uh, no matter what your definition is. And then you realize, well, hey, these guys never had any shortcuts. You know, they just, you know, went all over the place and eventually they found their way. But uh, it, it's often a matter of uh, just uh, plowing ahead, you know, like just going forward and just doing the things that, uh, you know, are right because nobody likes to waste their time. So that's also one of the things that I often write about and talk about is like, I always want to do something. I want to make sure that I'm not wasting my time and, uh, you know, learning from your own mistakes is not mm -hmm. a really effective way mm -hmm. to learn. So, you know, try to learn as more, I try to learn uh, from other people's mistakes as much as I can. Yeah. I, I, said the same exact thing yesterday a new kid joined our team and he was uh he's just really anxious to go and he's got like his real hustle mentality on and i'm uh not better than him by any means but i have more experience with him and i was like look man like you got two choices here you can learn the hard way by screwing it up yourself or you can like take my word that exactly what you're doing like i did it and this is how it's it's gonna end up like you can learn from my mistake instead of having to learn it through yours so i always love that <laughs> Yeah, um, cool. cool, man. Well, I encourage everybody to go to your website, go to your YouTube channel, absorb a lot of the ideas that you have and a lot of the things that you teach. But I, I also, in my podcast, want to make sure that we give um, advice and insight as to what it takes to really grow a brand and how to use your ideas to build an audience and hopefully create a business out of it. Um, mm -hmm. You have so much experience with that, especially because you've, I, I, I love people who, um, anytime I look at 
growing a new brand, I always look at search. I just consider myself an SEO and I know that mine's not the only way. I just can't help it. It's a habit. It's like, it's where I go to, but I'm seeing even more and more people that, that don't worry too much about those little tactics and those tricks. And they just say to themselves, like, I want to make the best stuff I possibly can and like, let my ideas spread. And I, I really, really feel that that's, that's the approach that you've taken. So, um, so first, like, let me just start at the beginning with this. How long ago did you start writing on your website? How long did it take for you to get some real traction? And, and, and what's that been like for you? Yeah, so I published my first article in uh, 2015, uh, somewhere, you know, after the summer or so. Because in, 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 that, in that summer, I decided to pursue writing as a career. Wow. And I first started writing a book. And, you know, I was like, uh, some people start just writing um, articles and they publish their blog and then they build an audience and then, mm-hmm. you know, they launched the book. But I, I was initially from the start, I was like, yeah, I just want to go to a self-publishing route. Cool. And uh, I published my own book and I, I thought it was a great way to, you know, start because then you already have a product. And, um, you know, when I started blogging, I had a focus. Right. So I knew, okay, this is my book. And it was about, you know, overcoming uh, fear and anxiety and, you know, pursuing, uh, you know, your, your goals and ideas and, and desires. So very basic self-help stuff. Um, and when I started writing, I had really focus uh, in terms of writing the articles. And, uh, you know, I think, after a few months or so, I had already a couple articles that, you know, that got a lot of traction, mostly because at the time Medium was still, uh, was mm-hmm. growing very fast. And I started publishing my articles there as well, because uh, like everybody knows, if you just start publishing stuff on your own blog, how are people going to get there, right? So most people use social media, whatever, um, or, you know, they do guest posts. And I was always like, yeah, guest posting is kind of a waste of time because I just want to have, I just want to, from the beginning, I was like, I want to build a library of articles that people can access in, you know, 10, 20 years, right? So that's the, the mindset that I had from the beginning. So that made it a lot easier for me to focus on a specific channel. So for me, I focused on my, obviously my blog, that was always my number one priority. And then I syndicated my articles on Medium. And then later on, got some traction over there. Some publications started reaching out to me. They were like, yeah, can we publish your articles on our blog? Um, And, you know, that helped me to uh, just get started. Uh, Yeah, great. Great advice, obviously. I'm, I'm a fan of hosting your own content on your own website. I think anybody that wants to build a platform on somebody else's platform is just a terrible idea. But uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've gone back and forth with the idea of syndicating. I, I started um, just submitting to publications. I mean, The Ascent is one that I get was getting published on a lot, um, a few of them. It really works. People do read Medium. It's, it's mm-hmm. got a ton of yeah. uh, traffic. Um, I'm, I'm 
I, I'm rooting for a medium, you know, like I think it's important to give writers who aren't tech savvy a place to share their ideas. I, I think Substack is, is pretty cool as well. We were just talking about that on, uh, on my last podcast. My friend Gans has a, a subscription-based newsletter about European tech and we were talking about the difference between Substack and Medium and, and how that's all working. Okay. But, uh, but the question... I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> the, the question yeah. was, uh, there's two, I have found kind of two methodologies there. There's build an audience and then kind of figure out what they want and create mm-hmm. that product. Or it's create a product and then find the people who you think would be interested in that product. I'm, uh, I've been sort of a, a Brian Clark protege. He's the founder of Copyblogger and, and you know, I'm, I'm involved in that company. And he's oh, okay, been, yeah. Uh, into just the idea of building an audience, observe your audience, you know, pay attention to what they're interested in and then build products around them. But recently Mm. uh, we were talking to Nathan Berry, who's the founder of ConvertKit. And he said he prefers it the other way. He says like, no, I want to build a product that I want to build and then find people that are in that tribe and Mm -hmm. and reach out to them specifically. And it sounds like that was the, the route that you took. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it, this is interesting, right? So because uh, right now I'm working on a uh, course about starting a digital business and st- selling digital products. Uh, and the reason that I am working on this course is because uh, my readers basically asked for that. And I, when I started, I have to be honest, I didn't think that I would create a course uh, about creating digital products because I was like, I'm just going to create digital products. Uh, I, I don't see any honor in just teaching it. Right. Uh, but now obviously five years in people are like, Hey, how did you do it? Um, now what a lot of successful bloggers and entrepreneurs and online digital entrepreneurs have, and it sounds like, um, you know, your friend, uh, Brian, uh, I know copy bloggers. I've read a couple articles on it. It's good stuff. Um, and I had this as well is the curse of knowledge. Yeah. Looking back, you can't imagine anymore how you got started. I know. Right. Yeah. When I started this process, so I've been, I've been now uh, testing my product, uh, with like, uh, I talked to almost 30 people on my uh, of my students and my readers and I was like yeah you need to build an audience and then ask your audience what they want and they were like yeah that's great advice but how how can I build an audience like what am I going to write about about dogs about business about tech right so just getting all the, this input I was like yeah this is really great advice to build an audience for an established uh, digital person or business or whatever, right? Mm. Creator. But if you are, if you are just getting started, I, in 100% of the cases, I would start with a product because that will give you focus and that will, like, you know what I talked about, that will give you a sense of direction uh, when you start creating content because the last thing that you want is to, spend a year or two years building an audience and then this figuring out, Hey, Oh, I can't do anything with this audience. Mm. Right. So that, that's, that's the biggest, um, 
pitfall, I think, uh, when you start creating just or just you know start building an audience um, without without purpose. Yeah, without purpose, I think is is exactly the the point to make there because when you start with a product you have a focus, you know what it is you're trying to yeah. accomplish, you know, as opposed to just like, I want to get in front of as many people as possible. I, uh, a quick little side story. I love how you talk about the curse of knowledge. I'm an executive at a company in Tennessee and, um, we're starting to build out some of our media platforms and this kid who wants to head the podcast, <laughs> it was cracking me up because I was putting together this whole outline of like how we can reach out to some of these other healthcare execs and, and figure out how to get in the door and get past all the gatekeepers. And he just had no idea how much of a process that whole outreach thing is. And so he's like, oh, okay, like I'll just find some people to bring on my podcast. And then we had a meeting today and he had three like high level execs of other healthcare industries that we're related to booked on the show and i'm thinking like how did you do that and he was like i just called them and asked them if they if they wanted to come on it's like such a perfect example of how sometimes we get in our own way because we think we know better you know yeah yeah exactly yeah and and the thing is that also we have like you said there's this good example of uh, having a distorted view mm. of uh, the past so this is a good example as well like uh, some people have worked in who've worked in sales jobs or who did a lot of uh, cold calling they're like basically scarred for life because they're like yeah i don't i never want to do that again uh but that's that's not that's not a good way to look at the world because maybe you used a very different approach in the past or maybe you called into a specific group that was you know not a right fit so that doesn't necessarily mean that the method is bad. Yeah. Like I'm not obviously I'm not a fan of cold calling, but uh, just just an example, right? So like if you do something and it gives you bad results, doesn't mean that the thing is a bad thing, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um. All right. So let's let's uh come out the tail end of this thing with what I, I, it sounds like you just had a very similar experience with your own audience, which is product development. Uh. Mm-hmm. A lot of people feel comfortable with creating podcasts, creating videos, writing. I mean, I think it's still very, very difficult to be vulnerable and, and put yourself out there with that kind of content. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. really, really find the bottleneck comes to where, like, how do I create some kind of product for people? Um, mm-hmm. I think courses is always a great place to start because it's so... Uh, it can be about anything. You know, I think when people think of courses, they think it's like, you, you, I don't want to create a course about creating a course, right? But it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be the case. I mean, I've bought courses yeah. on history and I've bought courses on uh, um, uh, science stuff. I'm, I'm kind of into physics. Like whatever you're mm-hmm. into, there's other people that are into it and you can create yeah, yeah. products around that, you know? But, yeah, definitely. But w- what I want to know is what's your process with it? Because I've, I've never gotten into digital products um, I've gotten into lead gen services mostly. That's like how our companies have succeeded. And mm. I'm always curious as to where do you start? I look at the idea of building a digital product and it seems so big and so overwhelming. And I know that other yeah. people feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a piece of advice that I'm, I'm incorporating in my course, but I'm happy to give it away. Please. Free, but um, so people 
tend to overcomplicate this process. Mm. And if you read online business books or like books about, you know, starting a course or, you know, all these type of things, they talk about, yeah, find, creating a customer avatar and um, finding your unique niche, mm. right? <laughs> like, have, you, have you heard of that stuff? Of course, all the time. Yeah, so here's the thing, right? All of that is useless. All you need to do is figure out what people are already paying for, right? So if you're in the digital space, we're not trying to be Elon Musk here, right? We're not trying to uh, do something that is totally unique because otherwise we wouldn't be here. We would be building something that the world had never seen. We have to be really honest about it, right? Like we're trying to improve. That's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to make things better. And I think that's already a very honorable thing to do. Not everybody's Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. Now, all you need to do is go on a marketplace and figure out what people are already paying for. And if that's something that you are really good at, or if you think that you can provide value, for in that specific uh, uh, market or product now all you need to do is make it 10 times better Mm. right and then you just go and go in and sell to the same audience and now you get started and then later on if you want you can do some crazy stuff and innovate and all that but my my this is my view like i started my first business in 2010 with my father when i just uh, got out of graduate school and um, our whole thing was just in the beginning, just get some cash flow, right? Just start building up the business and have uh, we, we did it without debt, or at least we had some short-term debt, but we paid it off quite fast. But you know, it's all about uh, obviously this this type type of uh, doing business. Uh, what I'm talking about is like bootstrapping, you know. So. Um, if you do that, then you just start slowly building things up. But you have to be patient, right? So uh, th- there's always a struggle going on. Like if you, if you ra- really want to go fast and you want to go to Silicon Valley route, the, the stuff that you know I'm talking about is not that relevant. Mm. Uh, but if you want to build a you know long-term business and you want to do it particularly uh, on your own or maybe with uh, a partner or a friend, or a spouse or whatever uh it's it's a good it's a good way to go uh, in, in my opinion just to figure out what people are already paying for and if that's something that you can do better then you know you have a, a, a good shot at uh being successful yeah brilliant no need to overcomplicate it and i also love how mm-hmm. you talked about uh at least with with your father like the importance of getting it and then getting it out there and selling mm-hmm. it Right. I, I really, yeah. really find at least what I've seen with people that I've mentored or even some coaching services that I do, it's I, I think it's very easy to fall into the idea of like I'm getting somewhere because I published another article or I sent out another tweet or or whatever, you know, but mm-hmm. like, it, yeah. it's crazy where an online business, I think sometimes people lose the business part of it. Like you can't do yeah. it forever. You got to start selling stuff and you got to make some money. Exactly. I really don't yeah. think that gets talked about enough. No, that's, that's really important. And, 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 you know, for me, it's all about creating value and, and, um, 
and creating things that are useful to people. So that's, you know, when I create a product, whether it's a book or course or coaching program, or maybe even an app, and I'm thinking about doing an app as well. Hmm. Um, and, and, you know, all, all that I'm thinking about is how useful is this for the person who will use this? Um, and that's my only concern. Um, because if, if, if it's not useful to somebody, to me, it's not a real business. Then it's just a way to make a few bucks and that's not a career. Yeah. And okay. So uh, let me wrap up with this idea because even listening to you talk, I'm trying to observe myself and the things that I struggle with this. You talked about being patient and Mm. the, like the duality between having urgency in your business so that you get somewhere, but having the patience so that you don't waste time and you don't present things before they're finished. Right. You Mm. have like a very cool demeanor about you. I'm pretty high strung, you know, like I always want things done faster than they are (laughs) that I struggle with, like for real. So what is like, how do you navigate that where you continuously make progress? You're not going too slow. You're not going too mm-hmm. fast. You, you do things when they're done and you do things when they're ready. Like, do you have daily mm-hmm. meditations that you, that you do? You just, you seem to, to have that down. Yeah. Um, so do you, do you mean more in terms of how I schedule like uh, product launches or do you mean like, no, I mean with the anxiety of it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. like how, how do you cope yeah. with just that nervousness of is this good yeah. enough? Is this ready? Should I do it now? Should I do it later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one, of, one of my main rules um, for work, and I apply, I've been applying this for now, I can't remember when, when I learned this. It was in college, but or in high school. Um, I think it was a college. So one of my professors was like, when I was ha- had to hand in a report um, and I was like, yeah, today or tomorrow's the deadline. And can you extend it for me? And he was like, yeah, I can extend it for you, but only if you can promise me you'll do a better job. And I was like, well, will I do a better job? And my, answer, my honest answer was no because I would write the same paper today or tomorrow, it doesn't matter, right? It wouldn't be better. And what I mean by this is, so let's say I'm working on a course and I'm like, okay, I'm making progress and I'm at the stage that I'm lo- I can launch it, but you're, you're anxious, like, oh, what will people think? Or like uh, all these things, just ask yourself, will it be better in a week or in a month or is it good right now right and if your answer is it will be better in a month then i would just give myself a little bit more time but if your answer is it's good right and it's, it will be the same thing as in a week because the only thing that i'll probably do is just you know run around in circles and make myself crazy mm-hmm. i won't add a new module or i won't add a whole new feature to this app or i won't uh, add a couple of new chapters to this book, right? Then you're good to go. And at some point, you just have to accept that. And, you know, th- this is where 
stoicism really comes into place and also pragmatism uh, and I'm, 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 I, I see myself more as a pragmatist than anything else right like I, I follow I've, I've read a lot about stoicism uh, all kinds of other philosophies Eastern philosophy I like that as well I, I do meditate sometimes um, but I'm mostly a pragmatist and a pragmatist uh, you know the pragmatism movement was started by uh, William James uh, in the 19th century in the U.S. and the pragmatists basically look at what works. So I'm always concerned with what works, and uh, if something. So and, and this is something that is quite difficult to get your head around at first. But um, when you worry and when you you know get anxious or when you're not calm you're doing something that's useless, right? You're going yeah. against yourself. So like take a helicopter view, you just put yourself outside of yourself and, and look at the situation and see, look at your behavior and see, okay, what am I doing that's working and what am I doing that's not working for me? I have to be totally selfish. Okay, is this behavior helping me or hurting me? Stop the th things that are hurting you and do more what's helping you mm. and you know it's okay to be selfish if everybody's selfish and everybody got you know is improving themselves you don't have to help out each other that much right so you know that's good that's how i uh, look at these things that was so insightful from your professor and it's so simple you know like yeah do you need more time because you need to make it better no, yeah. I just need more time. It's like, okay, well then, no. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, what a great, honest <laughs> way to, to answer yeah. that. Like, am I asking for myself because, basically because of fear, right? Are you trying yeah. to delay the inevitable because your fear is telling you that it's not ready? Or yeah. are you actually trying to make it better? And if so, take more time. If not, yeah. publish it. Yeah, yeah that, that's the whole philosophy. If you apply that, I think you'll, you, you can, you'll be able to uh, publish or ship or build or whatever, um, you know, without harming or without just getting in your own way. Yeah, there it is yeah. right there. Uh, man, beautiful. Well, Darius, like I said, I, I'm such a fan of your work. I really, really appreciate you taking the time, especially in these, this ridiculous world we live in right now. And just feeling yeah, really grateful it, that you're in the Netherlands and I'm in the States and we can interact like this. You know, it's, it's such a cool experience that we have. Uh, I'm going to leave all the links to your website and your YouTube channel and all that in the show notes. But, uh, but please, while people are listening, if they don't have access to my blog, where can they find you? Yeah. So, uh, best way to connect is on my website, there is for And, uh, not really active on social media, but, uh, you're not yeah. missing anything, brother. <laughs> it's all rage right now. I had to cut myself off because I was just like, I'm not even having fun anymore. I'm just angry and I don't even know why I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man, because you see just one specific part of the, uh, of, of the population and yep. so not, not, not the greatest part often. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, thanks again so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, let's keep in touch. We'll do this again. Yeah, sounds good. I really enjoyed talking to you as well. All right, bro. See ya. Hey, guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. 
please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.